the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. You are you, and the time is now to live life like it matters. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to start a new series. And it's not a series of consecutive days, but it's just something that I'm going to do every once in a while. And I'm going to call it Thoughts About Thoughts. And today will be Thoughts About Thoughts you know, episode one, episodic. And what this is about is, man, I'm an awareness trainer. You know, technically, if you go to likeitmatters.net, you'll read about our leadership training that I've been doing for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. How about 30 years? Boy, I wish it was only 30 minutes. I'd be a lot younger, right? For 30 years. Uh, and, man, you know, in that 30 years, uh, I started already as a good trainer. But in those 30 years, uh, I've become a master trainer, a great trainer. It's become second nature to me. And I teach people how they work. And I teach people how to understand other people. Because if I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, that it should make sense then that we're in a position of a better relationship. And what's going on today is there's a lack of understanding. A lack of understanding of other people, a lack of understanding of the manipulation that's going on culturally and through the media, a lack of understanding to realize that we're being played players. And so I see a lot of things. You know, my background uh, is in neuro-linguistic programming. And to me, NLP is really about identifying patterns. You know, I teach a lot on this radio show and my leadership training, uh, transactional analysis, uh, multiple intelligences, logotherapy, uh, canine, constant, never-ending improvement, emotional intelligence, uh, you know, neuro-linguistic programming. And, of course, I wrap it all in the Word of God because uh, there is no book in the Bible called Opinions. So when it gets right down to it, I could be the smartest guy in the world, and I'm not. I'm not far from it. But you know what? Uh, If I can't back up my opinion uh, by the Word of God, then it doesn't matter at all. Because technically, your opinion doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. What matters is God's opinion. What matters is the Word of God. And so today, we're going to start this series, Thoughts About Thoughts, Episode 1. And throughout the time, I'll just uh, pop in another Thoughts About Thoughts, and it'll be episode two, and the next one will be three. And they're just random thoughts. You know, one of my goals in this radio show is to have a continuous experience for the four modules. You know, when I first started doing this uh, radio show, I was told that basically 
uh, you do a radio show and you do it four times, you know, because people come and go, they're driving, they're not listening to the whole thing, uh, people don't remember a lot, blah, blah, blah. And I, I fought against that. And now five years into it with a pretty big following, uh, now I get to make my own decisions and not told, well, this is the way you should do it. And so I decided early on that uh, my listeners are going to be intelligent. My listeners are not going to be troglodytes. My listeners are going to be uh, educated. And I don't mean by a degree, a diploma, how many years in formal education. No, 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 no. I mean trained on how to critically think. And so today we're going to just cover two big thoughts uh, that have been on my mind uh, but before that, we do that, I'd like to share with a story. You know, stories are a powerful way to teach. And so I love stories, and that's why one of my favorite things we've been doing is story time with Mr. Black. And if you don't know what that is, shame on you. No, just kidding. <laughs> no shame. The world's put enough shame on people like me and you, so no shame here. Uh, but we have a podcast now that's bi-weekly. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, and by the way, we're pretty big on Apple, so man, you have an app on your phone, you have an Apple phone, and just go right to the podcast page and just search Living Life Like It Matters. Bi-weekly, uh, every Thursday, there's a brand new episode, uh, just like uh, I do here on this radio show, uh, and then every Monday is what I call Story Time with Mr. Black, where it's a story with a moral kind of a little bit Aesop fable-ish, if you will, you know, and the, uh, Aesopic is, I think, the term, Aesopic, if you will, and so uh, I want to go ahead and share a story with you. I got this years ago from Bits and Pieces. Uh, an American Indian tells about a brave who found an eagle's egg and put it into the nest of a prairie chicken. The eaglet hatched with the brood of chicks and grew up with them all its life. The changeling eagle, thinking it was a prairie chicken, did what the prairie chickens did. It scratched in the dirt for seeds and insects to eat. It clucked and cackled. And it flew in a brief thrashing of wings and flurry of feathers, no more than a few feet off the ground. After all, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest. That's how prairie chickens were supposed to fly, right? So years passed, and the changeling eagle grew very old. One day... It saw a magnificent bird far above in the cloudless sky. Hanging with graceful majesty on the powerful wind currents, it soared with scarcely a beat of its strong golden wings. And the bird just looked with awe. What a beautiful bird, said the changeling eagle to its neighbor. What is it? That's an eagle, the chief of the birds, the neighbor clucked. But don't give it a second thought. You could never be like them. So the changeling eagle never gave it a second thought, and it died thinking it was a prairie chicken. Now, that's a powerful story, because I believe that's what's going on in America today. I tell you all the time that the battle is in the mind. But I'm a bit more specific right now with what's going on in America. There's a battle for your belief system. And that's really what I want to go into this first Thoughts About Thoughts in episode one in the next three segments. It's a battle for what you believe. And you might be saying, well, that's kind of weird, Black. Why would there be a battle for what we believe? Because it's out of the basis of your BS, your belief system, that we do everything else. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. The reason you're listening to the show right now or the reason you're not listening to the show, the reason you like what I'm doing or think I'm a moron or an idiot or a troglodyte, it's all based on your beliefs. 
what you're going to do after the show's over, what you're going to do about tomorrow's show. All those things are based on what you believe. And I always go back to the Word of God, as I said earlier. And there are a few times, I find it fascinating. I love the Word of God. It, it stirs me up. And if you love the Word of God too, I send it out daily. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. Uh, and if you go to that page, there'll be a today's post there. If you go down the bottom right, you'll see a little button that says follow. You hit that and it'll pull up a screen where you can type in your email address. And then every day when I post my blog, and I do it seven days a week, 365 days a year, it doesn't matter what holiday, it doesn't matter what day, you will get it every single day. If you type in your email address, every day when I post it, uh, it'll automatically be emailed to you. But in the Bible, there's a few different spots, I can't tell you how many, where Jesus says, as you have believed, so will it be done to you. And in studying the Bible, I realized a long time ago that anything that's written in the Bible, first of all, I believe is absolute true. Uh, I believe in Noah's Ark. I believe in a, a six-day creation. Uh, I believe uh, that God created uh, man out of dirt uh, and then created Eve, woman, out of man. I believe uh, every single word that is written in the Word of God. And I believe if God said it, then it's important. And I also believe that if it's in there more than once, it's really, really important. And there are many times where Jesus said, as you have believed, so it will be done unto you. Remember the centurion when his servant needed to be healed? And he told Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. Just say you're healed and he will be or she will be healed. Right? How about the woman with the blood disease? She had to touch Jesus and she did. And again, he said the same thing. Or how about the blind men that came to him? And he said, again, as you have believed, so it is unto you. And boy, I think there's a message there from our Lord and our Savior. That as we have believed, so it is unto us. And now understanding the the psychosis and how our mind works, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And that's why there's a battle for what we believe. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about this. Thoughts About Thoughts, Episode 1. I am black. And we'll be right back. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Viktor Frankl. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? 
Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Join the Freedom Insider Club, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop Took Me to the Supreme Court, by Jack Phillips. Register at freedom1570.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about thoughts about thoughts. A new series I'm starting where basically, you know, I see a lot of things. And as I see things that are going on around us, uh, I, I, if you saw my office, uh, I have so much papers everywhere because I save articles, I save surveys, I save data I find, and I put them together in chunks, and then I use that stuff for my radio show. And there's a lot of times that because there's so much happening around us and I do a daily show and then I go off and train classes and I'm counseling, that there are stuff that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And so this series called Thoughts About Thoughts is a way for me just to to pick up some random pieces that might have kind of fallen through the cracks, if you will, uh, and just discuss them because I think they're important because we got to be aware of the patterns around us. Uh, These patterns get us what we're getting. It's called the law of causality, the chain of causation. You know, the, the things happen. They don't happen by themselves. You can call it the butterfly effect. You can call it uh, if then. Uh, you can call it choices and consequences. But actions ha- have a response, whether that's through people, uh, through whatever you want to call it, karma, through the spiritual world, uh, through natural laws, whatever it is. If A, then B. And so we got to deal with the belief system. I don't know if you saw it a while back. Um, but there was this thing floating around the internet, uh, and it's basically called shaking the jar. And, and I want you to think about this because this is a really important question. Um, who benefits from a society, from America in chaos? Think about that. You got to ask that question. So who would benefit the most from an America in chaos? And I'm not going to answer that question for you. I'll let you use your critical thinking uh, and, and play it out. And you, you'll come to a, a pretty clear answer. Because remember, what's in it for me? 
Everything we do, and we all wear a hat, what's in it for me? So we have personal gaining things. So some people gain from America and the world being in chaos. Think about it, right? Think about this. The more we have in common, then the less we're going to be in chaos, right? And I don't care what you believe, and we talk about on this radio show, and there is far more that we have in common than we have in differences. There is far more that should unite us than that divides us. So why are we always yelling at each other? Why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we destroying each other? Why is America in such chaos? I mean, four months uh, after Joe Biden's in office, I mean, this thing's falling apart. The wheels are coming off. They're like, oh my gosh, how quick can this thing derail? And it's happening fast. So it can't be all of us that lack the ability to converse in a civil manner, can it? There's got to be something else going on. And so I'm sure you've seen it. It's an interesting thing that's passing around social media. It's a meme that uh, you'll see it every once in a while if, you, if you're just on social media enough. And maybe you have seen it. I don't know who the author is. And the writing on it is, says this. If you can catch about 100 red fire ants that live in the southwestern desert and also about 100 of those large black ants that live there and drop them in the same jar, not much will happen until you shake the jar vigorously and then you dump them out on the ground. Now, what will happen is you'll see all-out war. The red ants will attack the black ants, and the black ants will attack the red ants, and they'll devastate each other, right? Kind of like what you're seeing in America right now. The thing is, the red ants think the enemy is the black ants, and the black ants think the enemy is the red ants. And those ants put together never, never do figure out that the real enemy is the person shaking the jar, And so, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a powerful analogy. I think it's a powerful metaphor uh, for what's going on in America right now. Somebody is shaking the jar. And again, you got to ask who benefits from this. And so I want to cover two things today. And the first thing is uh, I'm going to hit us uh, where I reside, and that's as a Christian. You know, the church is broken. The church is really broken. Uh, and uh, it's stunning. And I got a couple surveys here. And I want you to, these surveys uh, are stunning. The first survey uh, is, what is this? Uh, survey shows most Americans believe humans are basically good. Uh, this was done by George Barna, Cultural Research Center, at Arizona Christian University. And he found that most Americans feel that mankind is basically good. But when asked about the value of human life, only 39% agreed that life is sacred. Why does that matter? Because of what the Bible says. The Bible is a standard of truth in my reality. And I don't know if you're a follower of Jesus Christ how you can say that you don't believe in the Bible because those two statements can't coexist together. You cannot call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ and not believe that every word in the Bible is the Word of God. Why? Because Jesus is the Word of God. John 1, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word dwelt among us. In Revelation, 
They talk about uh, on the white horse, you know, uh, when Jesus comes back on his thigh, I think it says, I don't have it in front of me, on his thigh will be written, King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and they, his name will be the Word of God. So what is the Bible? It's the Word of God. Do you remember logic? Do you remember a calculus class? The transitive principle? If A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. And so if you don't believe the Bible, then how can you call yourself a follower of the God of the Bible? It it makes no sense at all. In Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created. And stop there. Because the very first chapter in the good book tells that God created something out of nothing. I think it's bara, I think is the word, the, the, the Hebrew word. Creating something out of nothing. And yet for how long in our schools has the theory, it's not science, the theory of evolution been taught? And so a lot of Christians have grown up not even believing the first sentence of the Bible. And if you can't agree with the first sentence, then just close the book, rip it up, burn it, because it's no good. If you don't believe that first sentence, then what does the rest of it matter? And the Bible is very clear that man is wicked. I mean, think about this. At the time of the flood, uh, I think uh, from Adam and Eve, I think it was somewhere 14 to 1500 years, roughly, roughly. And think about that. It started with Genesis 1-1. And by the time we got to Genesis 6-6, which is just five chapters later, in a book that has thousands of chapters, right? God had already repented about creating man. He was already remorseful. He said, man, I, boy, this is not what I wanted, so I'm going to destroy them all. Think about that. And so in this article, it says, quote, as we reject the biblical worldview for what we might think are more enlightened human values, ironically, we are rejecting the source of the very things that make us human. And this is by uh, Arizona Christian University President Len Munsell. We no longer value life when we no longer acknowledge our sin nature. When we no longer see our need for a savior, things become incredibly dire for our nation. Participants were asked whether they agree or disagree with the statement that people are basically good. I mean, you go through Jeremiah, go through Genesis, uh, it says that the heart is wickedly evil beyond repair. I mean, God said that all the things that came from man's heart, every single one of them for all were wicked. We're all wicked. It was terrible. I mean, just a few short years after the beginning, God had to destroy it all over and start all over with one righteous man, Noah, and his three sons. And it's interesting because in Genesis, when you get started, the first polygamist was um, Lemach, I think. Is it, what is it? I don't have it in front of me. Lemach, I think is the name. He was the first one that had two wives. And the Bible over and over and over in that little section of, of Scripture mentions, I think, five or six or seven times in a very for, short period of time that Noah had one wife and that his sons had one wife. There was eight of them, right? Four men, 
each one with one wife. So four plus four, this is like I do to my son, equals eight. Or four times two, right, is eight. So now get this. 30 years ago, 30 years ago, 83% agreed that man was basically good. Think about that. 69 still believe that man is basically good. For respondents who are churchgoers, hear this. Most still agreed. Evangelicals and Pentecostals were 70% each. Now, here are born-again Christians, supposedly. They identify as Christians, and they don't even believe the Word of God. 70% believe that man is basically good. And you know about abortion. You know how many young people today uh, support abortion, love their abortion, right? And yet that's anti-biblical. Anti-biblical. It's stunning. Their comparative resistance to the notion of the goodness of humanity is based on the Bible teaching that all people are sinners who need to be saved from their sins and sinful nature. Just stunning. The view can be summarized as characterizing people as tainted by original sin and because God is the standard of goodness, a standard that people cannot live up to, the only path to goodness is through salvation in Jesus Christ. And yet, most evangelical Christians don't believe it. And most don't believe that life is sacred and precious because they now have a worldview instead of a biblical view. See, our belief systems, we start changing what we believe, we start allowing different things. We start uh, compromising. And today, even those who claim to be followers of the risen king are compromised. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm just there sharing thoughts about thoughts. I'm Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. With a Democratic sweep officially in place, we are now at the mercy of tax and spend economics. Get ready for runaway national debt pushing the further devaluation of the dollar. So if you haven't invested in gold, now is the time to protect your savings. Birch Gold Group is the premier precious metals IRA company in America. With an A-plus BBB rating and thousands of satisfied customers, Birch Gold can help you move an eligible IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by gold. Go to birchgold.com radio for your free information kit. That's birchgold.com radio. Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. 
You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app today. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Live in life like it matters. I am Mr. Black, and today I'm just covering some random thoughts that have been bothering me that I'm seeing some of the causes for what's going on because somebody's shaking the jar, right? You've seen it on, on social media. If you put 100 red ants in a jar and you put 100 black ants in a jar, uh, they just go amongst their way. But if you shake up that jar, uh, they'll start attacking each other. And boy, someone's shaking up the jar called America uh, because we are destroying each other. We are attacking each other. And it's just, it's, I can't believe just four months after election of a new president, this, this whole thing is becoming just this race war. It's just stunning. Uh, where even people supposedly identify uh, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, don't even believe in their base document, the Word of God, just like so many Americans don't believe in the Constitution. You're seeing the same problem. So if your founding principles, the people don't believe in, what shot do you have to do anything well? But I'm suggesting that someone's out there shaking this jar, man. They're pitting people against each other. Division. You know, uh, unions were really important in the formation of this country. Uh, But, you know, over the last few decades, they become useless. Because the only purpose for a union uh, and the only need for a union is if there's friction. The unions don't want management and employees talking together. They want to be the middleman. Otherwise, how do you fund themselves? How do they justify their huge salaries, their million-dollar lifestyles, right? So they've got to agitate. They've got to shake up the jar so that they can save the poor workers from the evil, evil corporate giants. And here we got in the, the, in the political world the same exact thing going on. But I want to finish this piece, first of all, uh, on uh, supposed uh, followers of God. On this survey that Barna did, I was talking about at the last segment, uh, very interesting because the issue of abortion was also broached in this survey, with 37% agreeing that the Bible's ambiguous on abortion. <laughs> they really don't believe that the Bible says thou shalt not kill. I mean, let's be honest. There's some dangerous places in the world. There's some dangerous places in America. But can I suggest to you the most dangerous place of all in America today is inside a womb. And if you're black, you don't need to worry about the co- the cops hunting you down. 
very few black people die uh, at the hands of cops. Look it up. Far more black people die at the hands of other black people, exponentially greater, thousandfold times more. But let's be honest, the worst place for a black person to be is in a black womb. Look at the millions of black kids that have been aborted. It's genocide. I mean, stunning. I don't know what the number is. I, it could be as high as uh, three quarters of uh, black births. I mean, black of pregnancies and in abortion. And look at how many don't have. No, I actually think it's three quarters of people don't black people don't aren't raised with a father in the house. The the man, their birth father in the house. Stunning. But interesting, right? 37 agree that the Bible's ambiguous on abortion, while 41% disagreed. So only 41% of people, period, believe that the Bible is pretty clear that abortion is murder, that abortion is not acceptable. Even the Catholic Church, that I'm not a big fan of, understands that. In raw numbers, by the way, Barna says, because he adds up all the figures. And he says in raw numbers, that amounts to about 150 million American adults who would not seek guidance from the Bible regarding abortion. And then there's another one I want to get to because I don't have much time, where, uh, again, I think this was the same survey, but the data was released just recently. It says 43% of millennials don't know, don't care, don't believe God exists, period. Study. So this was by Leah Marianne uh, Klett, and I believe it was a Christian Post, but I believe it was the same uh, survey that Barna did. And it goes on to say just 26% of Generation X and 16% of millennials believe that when they die, they will go to heaven only because they confessed their sins and accepted Jesus as their Savior, compared to nearly half of the generation before them, a new study has found hopeless performance-based is what's in parentheses. So the American Worldview Inventory 2021 survey of the philosophy of life of American adults from Arizona Christian University assessed the worldviews of four generations. Millennials born 1984 to 2000, also Generation Y. Just so you know, millennials are also called Generation Y. Generation X, which is my generation, 1965 to 1983. Baby Boomers, 1946 to 1964. And Builders, uh, 1927 to 1945. Researchers found that among other recent generations, millennials have gone further in cutting ties with traditional Christian values and normative biblical teachings. For example, nearly half of all boomers believe that when they die, they will go to heaven only because they confessed their sins and accepted Jesus as their Savior. Now compare that, compare that, but a little under 50%. Compare that to only 26% of Generation X, my generation, and then the one that came after, Millennials, uh, the Generation Y, only 16%. And it says a staggering 90% of builders, the 1927 generation, the 1945 to the, to the World War II, right? Just so you know what I'm talking about. Believe that you treat others as you want them to treat you, while less than half of Millennials, half. And that's just Generation Y. That's not Generation Z. Agree. Additionally, 43% of millennials stated they either don't know, don't care, or don't believe God exists, compared to 28% of boomers and 44% of millennials believe Satan is real. 
and influential compared to 64% of boomers. I mean, they don't even believe in the devil, which is stunning. Uh, If you believe in the Bible, if you believe in God, you have to believe in the devil because God writes about it. God talks about the spiritual warfare. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, one thing the devil wants you to believe is he doesn't exist. And if you do believe he exists, then he wants you to make him a caricature, kind of like what you see on those old cartoons where he's just a little dude in a red suit sitting on your shoulder just encouraging you to do selfish things. They also found out that younger Americans are significantly more likely than the two previous generations to embrace horoscopes as a guide and karma as a life principle to see getting even with others as defensible. And you see it in the whole Black Lives Matter movement, which allows you to destroy people because you're a victim. It's the drama triangle. Look it up. Stephen Cartman, I talk about it all the time. K-A-R-P-M-A-N. The drama triangle. Three positions. It's an upside-down triangle. And basically, uh, you know, you have a persecutor, you have a victim, and you have a rescuer. And a rescuer is someone who's driven by the savior mentality uh, that they only get their self-worth by running in and saving people. Uh, And when they don't do that, then that person becomes a victim. And when a victim is a victim long enough, then they become a persecutor, which is the whole driving purpose of BLM, Black Lives Matter, to make all black people victims and all white people evil, which is why you're seeing so much white-on-black violence. In Dallas, I just cannot believe it, a four-year-old white boy was kidnapped by an 18-year-old black gentleman, and a few hours later, that four-year-old white boy uh, is dead on the streets. I hear about it, a a veteran, a white veteran in a parking lot leaving, a car of four black women pull up behind her, stop her from getting out. She gets out. She's disabled, by the way, this veteran, just so you know. Uh, And they start just attacking her, calling her all kinds of names. You white, I can't say these words on radio, uh, but you don't hear about it. So much now, white on black vine. Remember that guy that worked at a drive-thru something? Uh, and I guess a 70-year-old white person, uh, old man, uh, called him the N-word. Now, we don't know if it's true. It, there's, there's so many documented cases where someone, a black person attacked a white person and said it's because they use the N-word. And then on videotape uh, and through cameras, they round up. It wasn't true at all that that person just came up and pummeled that white person. It's happening all over. Why? Because of what we believe. And this is why critical race theory is so evil. Matter of fact, I got an article, and this goes into the second thing I want to talk about today. Remember, today we're talking about thoughts about thoughts. And today I want to shift to my second topic, is how America has become so racist. Uh, Joe Biden, without a doubt, is the most racist president we've had in at least 100 years. He's absolutely okay. Absolutely, it's fine. Racism is fine as long as black people aren't affected in a negative way. If they're the ones uh, having the cudgel, if they're the ones with the hammer, it's okay for black people to be racist. I mean, Lori Lightfoot said, right, that she will no longer do interviews with anybody that's white, that she'll only do interviews with black people and brown people. There are college campuses where certain areas where white people are not allowed to go. There are black uh, press association members have meetings that white people are not allowed to go. I mean, it is now we fought this racism. We fought the segregation. And now black people are wanting to segregate themselves again. But this time they're deciding they don't want white people around. Why? Because they've been programmed. This is what this is why the deadliness of critical race theory. This is the deadliness of teaching 1619 principle, where they believe this is what the liberals and this is what the progressives, this is what Joe Biden and his education secretary believe, that the first ship of slaves came to America in 1619. And technically, 
that was when the country was formed. So these black slaves supposedly formed America. And then what was the purpose of the whole Revolutionary War, the War of Independence? It was solely to keep slavery. That's what they're teaching in our schools now. That the Revolutionary War was not about uh, religious liberty. It was about slavery. It was about maintaining slavery. And America was basically formed by black slaves from Africa. Uh, And then the white people came over from London, I guess, took it for them and had the whole war solely so that they could keep slavery. That's what's being taught. Did you hear about this? A Space Force officer relieved after denouncing Marxism critical race theory in the military. Joe Biden just instituted that all military now are taught critical race theory. That basically says all black people are victims and all white people are persecutors. All white people are evil and all black people are good. Now, if you train our kids up in that, what do you think? What do you do when you see evil? You attack it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to change this because what we believe is destroying us as a country. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about thoughts about thoughts. Episode one, I am black and we'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes. 
When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Live in life like it matters. And today we're talking about the power of our belief systems. We're talking about that there's a force out there that is agitating America. It's turning Americans against Americans. It's the thing you've seen on social media. You put 100 black ants in a jar with 100 red ants in a jar and they go about their business. Get along well. But you shake up that jar. You create some chaos and they start slaughtering each other. And welcome to uh, Joe Biden's America, circa 2021, where he has institutionalized racism as a weapon, as a tool against white privilege, against all that. So I want to I started talking about right before the break, uh, this article that I got. uh, Where did I get this from? I think it was The Washington Times. It says Space Force officer relieved after denouncing Marxism, critical race theory in the military. A U.S. Uh, this is from uh, May 16th. A U.S. Space Force commanding officer was removed from his post after publishing a book that warned of the spread of Marxism and critical race theory. See, this is it. This is this is the 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 thing that's going on behind behind Joe Biden. And no one wants to talk about. All oh, the media just wants you to believe that he's a just great guy. He's just this God fearing man, this gentle guy who just gives to everybody. That is one of the biggest facades, biggest lies. Captain Matthew Lohmeyer, Captain Matthew Lohmeyer, 460th Operations Group, Block 10, Chief of Training, stands uh, in the standardized space trainer at Buckley Air Force Base. That was the picture. So CRT teaches, critical race theory, that white people are bad, oppressors, and all people of color are good, oppressed. This theory is hateful, racist, and absolutely will divide the soldiers. And this this guy who wrote this book, once he wrote a book, he was relieved of command. And critics say that it's a form of neo-racism that's ripping apart society. That's why activists like Chris Rufo, and I'm going to read an article from Chris Rufo. He really hits this hard. And he says, critical race theory is a grave threat to the American way of life. It divides Americans by race and traffics in the pernicious concept of race essentialism, racial stereotyping, and race-based segregation, all under a false pursuit of, quote, social justice. Critical race theory training programs have become commonplace in academia, government, and corporate life. Why does this matter? Because of the saying, the philosophy in the classroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. That's why you see so many young people uh, disowning God, want nothing to do with God, don't believe in the Bible, because of what's been taught in our institutions, in our universities. That's why. So 
Christopher Roof on the New York Post in May 6th explained a little bit about critical race theory, and he wanted to go the brief history of Marxism. Originally, the Marxist left built its political program on the theory of class conflict. Karl Marx believed that the primary characteristics of industrial societies was the imbalance of power between capitalists and workers. Solution to imbalance, according to Marx, was revolution. The workers would eventually gain consciousness of their plight, seize the means of production, overthrow the capitalist class, and usher in a new socialist society. That's why they slaughtered millions of their own people. During the 20th century, though, a number of regimes underwent Marxist-style revolutions, which ended in disaster, right? So by the mid-1960s, Marxist intellectuals in the West had begun to acknowledge these failures, and they recoiled at relevations of Soviet atrocities. And so that turned a lot of people against the whole Marxist thing, right? The communist China, uh, the Russian scare, all that. But here's what he goes on to say in the article. But rather than abandon their political project, Marxist scholars in the West simply adapted their revolutionary theory to the social and racial unrest of the 1960s. Fortunately, the early proponents of the revolutionary coalition in the U.S. lost out in the 1960s to the civil rights movement. Dr. King, way to go, Dr. King, he saved us for a little while, which sought instead the fulfillment of the American promise of freedom and equality under the law. Americans preferred the idea of improving their country to that of overthrowing it. Martin Luther King Jr.'s vision, you know, President Lyndon Johnson's pursuit of the Great Society, and the restoration of law and order promised by President Richard Nixon in 1968 define the post-1960s. But the radical left has proved resilient, he goes on saying. Critical race theory is an academic discipline formulated in the 1990s and built on the intellectual framework of identity-based Marxism. Relegated for many years to university, remember the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be philosophy of government the next. This is what happened in the 80s and 90s. The left, progressives, the Marxists, they took over college campuses through professors. And so relegated to many years in universities, obscure academic journals, it has increasingly become the default ideology in our public institutions over the past decade. And now it's all through government entities. And now with Joe Biden in office, now we remove Trump. Oh, my gosh. Now every single uh, 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 government branch is teaching this and programming people. It's stunning what's happening. It support, uh, supporters deploy a series of euphemisms to describe critical race theory, including equity, social justice, diversity and inclusion. These are dog whistles. These are buzzwords. And culturally responsive teaching. That's what this whole pandemic's been about. Remember, you've got to care about other people. Do it for other people. We can all do this together. Don't you hear it? This was a way to test. This was a way to program people. This is now, and Americans fell in line. I am stunned at how how easily Americans just gave up all the rights and just fell in line with government as their God, as their master. Critical race theorists, masters of language construction, realize that neo-Marxism would be a hard sell. Equity, think about this word equity on the other hand, sounds non-threatening and is easily confused with equality. They're pretty close, right? Missing something there. But the distinction is vast and important. Critical race theorists explicit rejection, explicitly reject equality. The principle proclaimed in the Declaration of Independence, defended in the Civil War, and codified into law with the 14th and the 15th Amendments, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. To them, equality represents mere non-discrimination and provides camouflage 
camouflage for white supremacy, patriarchy, and oppression. See, in, a, in contrast to equality, equity, as defined and promoted by critical race theorists, is little more than reformulated Marxism. In the name of equity, UCLA law professor and critical race theorist Cheryl Harris has proposed suspending, listen to this, private property rights, seizing land and wealth, and redistributing them along racial lines, taking from white people and giving it to black people. Critical race guru Ibram X. Kendi, who directs the Center for Anti-Racist Research at Boston University. Isn't incredible? They call it anti-racist, and it's all racism. It's racism camouflaged as anti-racism. Stunning. But he has proposed the creation of a federal department of anti-racism. This department would be independent, uh, in other words, unaccountable, to the elected branches of government and would have the power, get this, to nullify, veto, or abolish any law at any level of government and curtail the speech of political leaders and others deemed insufficiently anti Racist. One practical result, he says in this article, of the creation of such a department would be the overthrow of capitalism. Since according to Kendi, this is this is what he believes, in order to truly be anti-racist, you also have to be anti-capitalist. That's what you're seeing in the streets. That's what you've seen all these cities burning down by all these people. This is what they're doing. In other words, identity is the means, Marxism is the end. And equity, not equality, an equity-based form of government would mean the end not only of property rights, private, pri- private property, but also of individual rights, equality under the law, federalism, and freedom of speech. These would be replaced by race-based redistribution of wealth, group-based rights, active discrimination, and omnipotent bureaucratic authority. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what's going on. This is scary. You know, we help a lot of people all over the world. That's what you help us. When you donate to us, and please go to our website. We're a 501c3. Donate to us. But we help people all over the world. And we have a few um, orphanages in Uganda. And we have we help about 100 kids. I mentor three of the young men who run these three different orphanages. And I was showing my son, Benaya, all these uh, people that are calling us, wanting to talk to us, and all this, all this wonderful stuff. Uh, and all these, see, all these black kids, it's FaceTime, the leader and things, all these black children around thanking us and all that. And I was telling them, see, Benaya, these are the people we help. See, all these young little black kids from Uganda, these are our brothers and sisters. And my son, who's smart at six years old, looks at me and says, Dad, am I black or am I white? Stunning. He's smart. He knows the difference between the color of black and white. But he's so smart, he gets it. He gets it. A mindset. He gets it. A classification. And when he said that, Daddy, am I black or am I white? I had tears come in my eyes. Because my son was raised by me and his mom, who we love all people, all lives matter. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Ring 